Welcome to another episode of Gasoline and Caffeine. Uh, no intro today, we're just going to get right into it. Um, I'm just going to cover a couple things. Um, the first thing that happened right at the beginning of this year, January 2nd, uh, was the passing of Ken Block. Um, that's something that I wanted to talk about from pretty much from the time I found out about it. I knew it was something I wanted to talk about. Um, he wasn't like this massive role model to me or anything. He didn't have like a huge impact on my life or anything like that. But he was somebody that I remember constantly being um, in all the things that I watched. Uh, YouTube, um, on TV. Um, I think one of the first times I remember seeing him was when uh, Fantasy Factory with Rob Deerdeck was still on. This was uh, said to have been 20 years ago almost. Um because him and Rob Deerdeck co-founded DC or Rob Deerdeck uh, bought into half of it or something along those lines. I don't remember specifics anymore. Um, and that was probably one of the first times um, that I remember seeing him. And I, I think at the time I may not have known much about him. I knew he had something to do with driving, but that was really it. But the first time that I knew who he was, and I think most people, if you're listening to this podcast or if you've ever heard the name Ken Block, you knew him from the Gymkhana stuff. He was kind of the pioneer of that when it came to vehicles. Um, there was other people doing similar-ish type stuff, but it was nowhere near the level that he did it, and he didn't. no one pushed the limits like he did when it came to those videos. Um, so, like I said, he wasn't this huge role model. He didn't have a massive impact on my life. I'm sure for some people he did. Uh, but he was somebody that I remembered constantly, you know, being in the things that I was interested in, whether it was YouTube or Instagram, Facebook or whatever, seeing s stuff about him there, I followed uh, his pages and, and content that would regularly post things about him and the things he did. And so I just, it was something I wanted to talk about. And so I just decided to dig a little deeper. It's really just um, Wikipedia is really all it is. Um, I just wanted to read more about him, where he came from and things, some of the other things that he did, stuff like that. Like I had no idea he was as big into uh, like a rally the FIA professional rally as he was. I didn't know that. Um, over the last couple of years, I came to know that, but at, you know, years ago when I was, um, when I was much younger and first learning about him, I, I just didn't know that he was that big into, um, rally. I knew he was into rally cross when that started blowing up, but I didn't know how much he was actually into rally. He was in, um, the global rally cross championship, rally America, the WRC, which is the one I'm just about everybody's familiar with. Um, he raced against, I think one of his most famous moments other than his Jim Connor stuff was the time that he raced, um, I want to say he raced Colin McRae. I think Colin McRae beat him. Um, I think it was the X games. I can't remember. I want to, but Colin McRae, I want to say Colin McRae beat him. And I can't remember if that was the time that Colin McRae flipped and still won at the X games. Or not. I don't remember if it was that time, but I do remember that happening. Now that I'm thinking about him uh, racing against Colin McRae, I do remember that, and it was pretty cool to see that. I think, I mean, Colin McRae, that's a whole other episode on, his, on its own. That guy was an amazing rally driver, and he passed uh, He passed about 10 years ago. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to get into some stuff. I mean, everybody knows that he started the Hoonigan racing um, and the Hoonigan, um, uh, like the social media and all that type of stuff. Um, he started all that, or at least had a, a you know a big hand in most of it. Um, but he was born in nineteen sixty November nineteen sixty seven in Long Beach. Um, and he started. It looks like he started racing pretty early on. 
um, some form or fashion. He didn't really start making waves until about 2005, it seems like, when he started his national rallying career with the Vermont sports car team uh, in a suit in an 05 WRXSTI, which is, when it comes to Impreza's, that's my favorite by far, is the 04, I believe it's the 04 and 05 model. Um, none of the other ones compete. Um, there are iconic ones like the 22B or the Bug Eye version that came before the 04 version. Um, but to me, that was just, that's my favorite one by far. Nothing since then has, to me, has been anywhere near as good looking as that model. Um, when it comes to other stuff that has to do with Subaru, like reliability and all those things, I don't know. That's, I've never owned one, so I couldn't speak to that. Um, but he started rallying. And about 2005, from this information, um, he's, and he raced constantly. I think just about everybody knows he raced constantly with the Monster Energy team in some way. Um, Monster, I think it was called Monster World Rally, or it might still be called that. I'm not sure. Um, and he raced, let's see, he has, okay, so in the WRC, he was active in 0708. Then 2010 to 2014 and 20, 2018. His co-driver, his co-driver, from what it sounds like the entire time, was Alex. I know I'm going to mutilate this Italian guy. Alex Gelsomino. I'm sure I'm not saying that right. Um, they competed 24 times. They didn't win any stages. They didn't get any championships. They didn't get any overall wins. Um, but for the WRC, that was his record. Um, above that was Rally America, which is similar to the WRC, but it's just in America or North America, as far as I know. Um, same co-driver. He did that from 2005 to 2010. Then again, from 2012 to 2014, same, uh, co-driver. Um, and in that, uh, in that part, he raced for Hoonigan racing division and monster world rally team. Oh yeah. So it is world rally team. Um, 60 starts, 16 wins, 28 podiums, and he finished second overall in the championship in 06, 08, and 2013. No championships there. Um, then there is the Global Rallycross Championship, which is similar-ish to Rally, except in a much shorter format. Um, but the the track and the surfaces are, there, are kind of the same. There's no massive jump. Sometimes there is. I think more recently there has been. But at the time, it was fairly mild. The biggest thing was the technicality of the track and then the differences between surfaces. Um, he did that from 2011 to 2015, uh, 39 starts, six wins, 12 podiums, second championship, 2014. Um, he did race one season in the FIA ERX supercar championship. Um, only one start and he won that one start and he podiumed and he finished 15th in the championship that year. Um, and then the FIA world rallycross, um, Started 2014, 26 starts, 27 wins, two podiums, finished ninth in the championship, 2017. That was his best. So when it came to rally, he didn't have anything notoriety. I mean, nothing on on people like um, like Colin McRae or other drivers that came from rally. Um, but obviously, he had a passion for it, and that type of driving was just, that's what he liked to do. Um, and that's where that's also where he started racing the number 43. In the WRC... Um, he was number 24, but when he started in Rally America, his number was 43, and that's been iconic, and he that's all he raced from that point on. 
Um, the only time he didn't, like I said, was when he was in the WRC and the World Rally Championship, not World Rallycross Championship. Um, in the FIA World Rallycross Championship, he was able to use the number 43. But in the World Rally Championship, he was only a, he only used the number. Oh, it doesn't say what number it is. Maybe he just changed it enough. Uh, but his first rally for the WRC was uh, 2007 in Mexico, and his last one was 2018 in Catalonia. Um, but yeah, so 2005 is when he started rallying with the Vermont sports car team uh, with that Subaru in the uh, Group N class. 2006, um, started racing with his DC rally teammate, Travis Pastrana, um, and then signed another deal with Subaru. Um, and that's when he started competing in the X Games. Uh, 2005, he also won Rally America Rookie of the Year Award. Uh, 2007, um, he competed in the X Games uh, Rally event, placed second, got a silver. 2008, he um, used a brand new Rally Prepped 08 WRXSTI. Um, he raced in the Canadian Rally Championship um, to prepare for the WRC. And then he... Oh, he made his first Canadian win at that event, uh, which is, oh man, that's French, and I cannot say that. Rally by Bay des Chaleurs or so, something like that. I'm I'm bad with French. Um, uh, Block competed Block competed in the Rally New York USA competition, finished first, X Games, um, bronze with Dave Mira. Uh, oh, I forgot Dave Mira competed. He came from BMX. Uh, if, if you don't know his name, Dave Mira came from BMX. He, he came from... Um, I'm not sure if he raced at all, but he did like freestyle type stuff, like X Games type stuff. He was massive. He had his own bike lines and everything. Um, he passed a while ago as well. Um, but they he tried Rallycross for a little bit. I do remember that now. It wasn't very long. I remember that, but um, he did. Dave Merritt did try. Um, he had an issue at that X Games, uh, which X Games 14 looks like, radiator issues. 09, he was... Um, he appeared in Top Gear, and I'm sure anybody listening to this knows what Top Gear is, has heard of it, and it loves that show. Maybe not so much anymore since the original trio have left, but the original ones were really, really... I still will re-watch episodes all the time. Episodes I've seen a dozen times, I'll still watch them just because they were that good. Um, but in 2009, he filmed um, Gymkhana 2, and I can't remember when the first Gymkhana came out. It doesn't seem to say in this Wikipedia page. Uh, I'll find out. But in 2009, he filmed Gymkhana 2, and everybody remembers how massive that got. Those, it's somewhere in like the hundreds of millions of views at this point. Um, in 2010, he ended his uh, partnership with Subaru when it comes to rallying. He joined Ford um, with World, Ra World Rally Championship and then the Monster World Rally team. And he drove the Ford Focus WRC 08, which is one of his most famous iconic cars. It was the the black, white, and green car with the uh, top black looking like it was dripping down on the white and then the green stripes, obviously, for Monster. Um, and that has to have been one of his most iconic cars. Um, probably next to the one from, like, I don't know, five years ago, six years ago, it was blue, black, and white, and it had the weird trippy black and white sh stripes all over it that were, like, geometric. Like, that was very... I remember that car being on the cover of, I think, one of the Dirt games. I can't remember which one it was. Um, I, I don't know that I ever played it, but I do remember 
always picking that car pretty much every time. But anyway, um, so I started driving for Ford. Um, 2011, he was racing in Portugal, and they crashed, and Ale- his, his co-driver Alex was taken to the hospital. Um, and it looks like in 2014 was pretty much the last of anything notable that happened within Rally. I think for the most part from that point on, he was doing things like X Games and then, you know, the social media type stuff, running hood again, DC shoes. I think, I want to say he sold DC shoes at some point. I don't know if that's true or not, but I want to say he sold, he got out of it and he I think he sold it all to Deer Deck or somebody else maybe. Um, I'll look that up too. Um, but at that, after that point, um, he, oh, it looks like October. Oh, wait, no, that's not it. Jim Conno won. Oh, 2008. Okay. So 2008 was Jim Conno won. 2009 was Jim Conno two. So a year later, roughly. Um, DC Shoes, though, let's scroll back up and I'll click on it and see who owns it now. The founders were Ken Block and Damon Way. Um, Rob Deerdeck played a, a pretty good part in it now, but who? I'm trying to find out who owns it. And there's a lot of people that are um, affiliated with DC Shoes. Owner. We'll just go owner and see what that says. Oh, Quicksilver owns DC. I didn't know that. Um, okay, let's not let's change it from owner to CEO. Mike Ternaski is the CEO. I don't even know what that is, so I don't care. Um so anyway. 2006 in the X Games. So this is the X Games list. 2006, he got a bronze, 2007 silver, eight bronze, a nine, seventh, he in 2010, uh, Rally Racing 10th, Rally Cross 7th. 2011, Rally Racing 11th, Rally Cross 13th. 2012, Silver. 2013, um, it looks like he got 8th and 1, Silver and another, and 6th in LA. 2014, 12th, 2015, 11th. Um, and then there's not nothing after that. So my guess is he kind of just, he went and focused on other things. But anyway, the point, what made him popular was the Gymkhana. And he created a huge series of videos. And there was... Uh, 12, I want to say, including a couple other ones that were, um, uh, oh, right here, Ken, Ken Block's Climb Kana and then Electric Kana and then Ken Block Drifts London. So those are sort of Jim Kana videos, but not quite in the same, you know, in the same, um, uh, section or category. So he, he kind of made them on his own or someone decided to make that on his own because, um, that's what it, you know, that's what they recommended. But, um, he made the practice video in 08 in an Impreza. Then he made two in an Impreza, three, uh, in a Fiesta, four in a Fiesta, five, six in a Fiesta, Jim Conner seven in a Mustang, Jim Conner eight back in a Fiesta, nine in a Focus, and then 10 he drove. Oh, I remember that one. That was the one he drove the Fiesta, his Escort, his Focus, the Mustang and that crazy F-150, that awesome F-150. I think I remember that showing up on like Forza and that, car, that truck was awesome and everybody wanted it. I don't know if I ever got it. I think I want to say that I did at some point. That truck was awesome and it was so much fun to drive. But in the other ones, so Ken Block Drifts London, that was in a 2016, that was in a Mustang. Climb Con Pikes Peak with the Hunicorn V2, uh, it was 2017 in, a, in the Hunicorn Mustang. 
Um, and I remember that one from one of his Jim Connor videos. I think that was the one in 2014. Uh, but that was where he started off with the car like chained up and he was just doing a four wheel drive burnout. And that was awesome. That was just the most awesome way to start a video ever. Um, so that one was in the Clamcana Pikes Peak. Then there was Clamcana 2, the Huna truck in China, Tiananmen Mountain. In a, I think it was in the F-150, that old F-150. I can't remember what year it was. And then he had Ken Block's electric Kana. This one came out last year. And that was with the electric um, Audi S1 Hunatron. And that one was in Vegas. I still, I don't know that I've seen that entire video. Because I think every time I watch it, I always end up having to go do something else. Every time I've tried to watch it. But that was the last one that he released before he passed in January. And I've seen that the clips of that car have been everywhere. I've probably seen the entire video in segments just over social media, but I don't think I've sat down and actually watched the entire video just because it seems like every time I do, there's always something else that I have to go and do and I never get to finish it. Um, but yeah, that was, you know, there's a lot of the stuff he did. He was in a lot of the video games, the uh, uh, racing video games, especially dirt. That was when I remember him, um, I think showing up first. Um, yeah, 2009, Colin McRae Dirt 2, Codemasters Dirt Series, and there's a bunch of those. Um, oh, and Dirt 3, that, yeah, 2011's Dirt 3, he's seen as a driver and a Jim Connor teacher. And you can get all of his Monster World Rally Team vehicles at the time. I remember that because I think you could go into one of the maps and just do nothing but Jim Connor type stuff and score points and crap like that. And there you could go into buildings and go through tractors and. Uh, I want to say it was called like Battersea or something like that. I don't remember. I remember that though. I remember being able to do that. You can go through like these tunnels and shipping containers and stuff. And it was awesome. And the videos that were coming out of people learning how to do this crap was amazing. I never got that good at it, but it was, oh, those videos were awesome of people figuring that stuff out. Um, but I do remember all of those video games that he was in. He was in quite a few of the dirts. He, it looks like he was in Need for Speed. Um, in some form or fashion, he was in Forza or his car, not, maybe not him, but his cars have been in Forza for sure. Um, it looks like Forza Horizon 3, Motorsport 7, Forza Horizon 4 and 5 with a truck. And it looks like in 2021, Block started a collaboration with drag racing game CSR Racing 2. I didn't know that. And that's the iPhone. That's a mobile game. Um, some people like it. It seems to be popular. But it's essentially a 3D side scroller. It's really just a drag racing game where you just hit a button and then make the shifts on time. And that's really it. There's a lot of cool cars and licensed cars, um, but I don't know. To me, it's not something that's entertaining. But it does seem to be a popular game. And then he has a series of signature wheels. Um, I'll re there's it looks like there's four, and I'll read them off for you guys if you're interested at all. But there's the Rotiform KB1, the Fuel Off Road, the Block is what it's called, the Rotiform. VCME Victor Charlie Mary Edward and then the Rotoform GTB George Tom Bowie um, and it looks the fuel off-road obviously is an off-road car the Rotoform KB1 I want to say is the one that was on the Mustang the Hunicorn yes that was the one that was on the Hunicorn if you wanted to know um, the fuel off-road was on the Huna truck but it's also on a Raptor, apparently, that he uses. The VCME uh, was on the Escort, and the GTB was on the Escort Mark II. Um, so if those are something, if those wheels are something that interests you, you can look those up. 
Um, you can also just look up his Wikipedia page. I'm just going to put this in the show description. So if you guys want to read more in depth, because I'm not going to sit here and read all of it. This page is fairly long when it comes to uh, Wikipedia stuff. There's a lot of links. There's a lot of credits and things like that. And I, I'm just not going to sit here and read all of it. Um, but yeah, he was he's huge personality when it came to that kind of stuff. Um, he was always in social media in some form or fashion, always racing, always doing something. Um, the biggest part of it, obviously, was probably the YouTube stuff that he did. Um, but he was always on TV shows and podcasts. He was on Top Gear, obviously, like I talked about. Um, but then we get to the, you know, the end of it. Um, so I'm going to read directly from what Wikipedia says. Um, I think everybody kind of knows more or less what happened by now, but I'm just going to read what it says. On January 2nd, 2023, Ken Block died at the age of 55 in a snowmobile accident near his ranch in Woodland, Utah. The Wasatch County Sheriff's Department reported that Block had been riding in the Mill Hollow area when a snowmobile, uh, snowmobile upended on a steep slope and landed on top of him. Block was declared dead at the scene of the accident. Uh, as a mark of respect, the number 43 would be retired from the WRC for the 2023 season. And Hoonigan, Hoonigan uh, confirmed in a statement on Instagram, it's with our deepest regrets we can confirm that Ken Block passed away in a snowmobile accident today. Ken was a visionary, a pioneer, and an icon. And most importantly, a father and a husband. He will be incredibly missed. And yeah, I remember um, maybe that day, maybe the next day, seeing his daughter, and I'm probably not going to say her name right. It's I think it's Liak, Liak L-I-A-K, Block. Um, she's, she's coming into her own. Um, when it comes to driving and her personality and social media presence and all that. Um, so she was, uh, you know, people knew who she was, you know, she had a presence. And so it just sucked to be on that day, you know, to be her. Cause you know, that people didn't leave her alone. Um, but I remember realizing that and going, man, that's, that's gotta be awful for her. Um, as it was for, you know, a lot of people, but I wanted to talk about him as real quick. Um, it was nothing crazy in depth. It was more of a, I just, I just want to speak and, and, talk about it. It was really it. Um, this wasn't like a memorial or anything that was meant to be emotionally impactful. It was just, it's just a podcast, just one guy talking, sitting in an office, talking in a microphone by himself. That's all it is. But that's the part, first part of the podcast. Um, the second part is something I wanted to talk about. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are aware that I started a Instagram page right now. It's really all it is. Oh, I do have a TikTok, I guess. But for the most part, it's just the Instagram page. Um, and it's just stuff uh, geared towards um, amateur type uh, motorsports fans, people that are interested in cars, vehicles, anything with wheels. It doesn't have to be cars. It could be anything. Um, but maybe aren't like gearheads. There aren't people that, that go out there and, and swap motors every weekend or um, – take their cars to a dyno regularly nothing like that it's it's just somebody who's like i am i really like cars i really like stuff with engines um but i'm not uh um a, a, a huge mechanic or anything i don't i don't do everything on my own car um i've done a couple of things and then the bigger stuff where i just really didn't want to do it myself i took it somewhere to get it done like brakes i went and took that somewhere because i didn't want to sit in my driveway or not my driveway my parking spot i guess i should say um and yank everything off and replace it and put it back on. I just didn't, it didn't, it didn't matter to me. And so that's what that page is for. It's more of just stuff like you're interested in it, but you're not a huge, it's not your whole life. Um, cause I feel like a lot of people, especially online, especially with social media nowadays, um, 
their like professional mechanics or like that's their their job or there's somebody where that is their entire hobby that's that's everything that they do that's what they that's their passion and so they have this crazy knowledge of all kinds of different things and they do everything at home in their driveway or in their garage or whatever and that's fine if you want to do that but not everybody's like that not everybody has that much passion for it or not everybody has the time or the money to do that and so that's what gasoline and caffeine media was for there's people who are interested in cars and they want a place to go and that's all it is um, but if you're a fan of that and you've seen that page lately, you've seen a new uh, image pop up. I posted a couple days ago from the time this will get released anyway. Um, a page called Pure Pixel Visuals. And um, weird, cheesy name aside, whatever you think of the name, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I needed to pick something that there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, if you like Googled it. Um, but it was something so I could use that to branch out into other forms of media, create of content creation, photography, videography, graphic design, whatever. Because usually what I've done over the past several years since I started um, taking pictures and doing videos, everything was centered around cars and racing, which is fine. Um, there are people that that's their entire thing and they never do anything else. So that's absolutely fine. But I don't do this for a living. This is just a hobby. I like I enjoy doing it. If I make some money, that's just icing on the cake. That's really all it is. Um, but I wanted something that was going to allow me to branch out into other aspects of content creation, of media, of photography, of videography, of graphic design, um, and not completely change the entire um, look and theme of what gasoline and caffeine was. Um, because if I name it gasoline and caffeine and then, you know, I'm doing like, I don't know, weddings or like graduations or or just modeling stuff, it, it uh, product photography, product placement type stuff. It would just it wouldn't fit. It wouldn't it wouldn't quite work. And so I just said, you know what? I'm going to create a whole different page and name it something else entirely. And it's just going to envelop everything that I'm interested in that I want to put in there that maybe doesn't directly fit with gasoline and caffeine. Um. And so the reason I'm telling you this is because. I want to take it a bit more seriously. It's still just a hobby. It's not what I do for a living. As most of you guys know, I work for Amazon. That's my full-time job. That's what I do, and that's what I'm going to do. And that's probably what's going to come first over um, photo shoots and stuff. It's going to be that because that's what makes the money, and that's what pays the bills. Um, so that's that's not going to change. But it is something I wanted to take more serious and also grow my skills and abilities and my eye for shooting different things that don't just involve wheels or cars or engines. I wanted to do other stuff. And so if you've seen that on gasoline and caffeine, or if this is the first time you're hearing about it and you're going to go look, uh, if it's something you sound like you're interested or you think you might be interested in, uh, if it's something that you think you, you would support and I don't mean support in any other way than like following and liking, you know, just the exposure type thing. Um, then please do it's, this isn't like a, I'm not begging you to do it. I've, I've never had anything massive on social media. Never. I, I don't care. It doesn't matter if it is. Or it doesn't matter if it, it isn't. It doesn't matter to me. I'm. It's not there for um, for me to be able to tell people, oh, I have an account on Instagram with 100,000 followers. I don't give a shit. That doesn't mean anything to me. Um, it's just something that I want to put out there and the right people will show up. You know, And the people that want something to do with it will be there and the people that don't won't. So I, I don't really care what that number is. Um, so I'm not begging for followers here, but I'm letting people know just in case you are interested. Um, if you are listening to this and you know who I am, you know where I'm located. 
um, I'm in Central California. So if it's something that you want to try out and you want to use and give, give me a shot at shooting something, then go for it by all means. Uh, but if you don't ever want to use me because I'm not, uh, I don't have like, like a reputation or all this experience to lean on, then no, I, I absolutely understand that as well. Like I said, this isn't going to be a, um, a secondary income or anything. This is just something for me to do. And like I said, if I happen to make money on, uh, on top of being able to do this stuff that I like, that I enjoy. Cool. That's awesome. That's just, you know, that's just more reason for me to keep doing it. Um, but for me, it's just the creative aspect of it, figuring out where to shoot, how to shoot, um, when I'm shooting the subjects, what to do with them. And then at the end of it, the, all the editing, I love doing that type of stuff. It's just, it's a creative outlet for me. It gives me something to do and something to focus on. And, um, while it's not my, like, it's not my career or anything, it's not my main source of income or anything like that, if I make money off of it, um, it is something I strive my best for, and it is something that I want to provide the best product possible with. It's not just, uh, you know, it's not just throwaway type stuff. Um, but anyway, my goal with it is, and my goal with telling you guys this type of stuff, is it is going to be something different, and it's probably going to have some weird stuff in it on it to begin with. Because it's going to be all kinds of things. Um, it's just going to be whatever I feel like doing or whatever people ask me to come and do. And I'm just going to see what happens. Um, some of it that I might go do and shoot, I may never want to touch it again. Just because I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like it. I didn't know what to do. Not necessarily uncomfortable, just different. It just was not something that... Um, it didn't mesh with my personality or my creative style. And so it's not something that I'm going to sit there and try to chase like, like I would with racing and cars. That's something that I very much enjoy and I know how to do. It's something that I, I absolutely would love to have an opportunity to do like professional type stuff like NASCAR and, and supercross, things like that. Those are things that I'm very confident in. Um, and so the whole point of that was to go find things that I'm not that confident in and learn more and become confident with it. Um, but that's, like I said, that's not to say that I won't find things that just don't work very well and I don't like, and they don't work with my style or my personality or whatever. Um, so it, I, like I said, it's just me letting you guys know, um, just in case you weren't aware. Um, but just go take a look on Instagram right now. I only have like two posts on the new page. Um, and that's because I just started it like five, four days ago, five days ago. It wasn't very long ago. My oldest post is two days, but I created the page well before that it was probably been almost a week but I didn't know what to post I didn't know how to start it off and so like my first post is just my logo um, and the most recent one I posted um, just a few hours before recording this is just like my gear setup um, I had a friend recommend doing something like that um, because it's different not a lot of people do it and people like having that type of um, transparency they like seeing the person behind it and like uh, like the stuff they use, it's the, everything on the page isn't strictly about the images that they produce. You know, it's also about like, hey, I'm a person too, and this is what I use to create the things that you guys are going to see. Um, so those are the only things I have at the moment. Um, I have a couple things lined up. Um, I'm going to start with, it's going to involve cars just to kind of ease it, but we're going to throw in models as well, um, which is not something I've really dealt with. Most of the time when I'm dealing with people, it's been like weddings um, simple portraits. Like I did my, uh, my twin sister's college graduation portraits years ago. Um, I've done a couple of weddings. That's really it. It's not really modeling. It's more of like a, it's a setting. There's a theme already and it's more of like, uh, making it work for that. And that's really it. 
Um, so this one of the ones that I'm going to do, it's going to involve cars because that's something I know, but we're going to throw models in because that's something I don't know. And so it'll be comfortably uncomfortable. Like I'm not going to be so uncomfortable that I'm not, I'm just not going to have any clue what I'm doing behind the camera, but I'm not going to be so comfortable that it's just something like I've shot, you know, thousands and thousands of photos before. Like this hard drive that's sitting here on the desk next to me has or had up until I cleaned it a couple weeks ago, I got rid of years old uh, race car photos, but there was, I think it said over a quarter of a million pictures, photos, not all of them were keepers, but it had a quarter of a million photos on it. Um, and it was mostly race cars, very few of anything else. There was a, things here and there of just random stuff that I shot. And there was like a cat, um, some dogs. Uh, I had this huge lens for a while. Um, it was like a 600 millimeter and I took it with me every now and then where I'd go to work. Cause I'd always work way out in the middle of nowhere, um, for my old job. I take it with me hoping I'd see some wildlife or something because it was usually just out in the middle of nowhere. I wasn't around a town or anything. And every now and then I catch on a rabbit, um, a cool bird, things like that. I never got anything much cooler than that. Um, and so, like I said, the vast majority of everything was cars. And so I, I just decided I need to do something else. I want to do something else. I don't want that to become the only thing I know how to do and the only thing I will accept. So um, my friend that recommended that most recent post on my page also said, Hey, I know some people with cars and I know, um, a few women that would like to get in front of a camera. If that's something you'd like to do. And I said, absolutely. Because I know how to shoot the car. I don't know how to shoot the women and figuring that out, especially if they're also new as well at it, we can all learn something and we can all benefit from it. And it will make me a much more comfortable when eventually my, uh, what I would like to do is take the car out of it and just have the models. And it doesn't matter. Male, female, doesn't matter. Um, just having models there because there's a lot of people that get into photography, uh, and they skip the huge aspect of people and people wanting their pictures taken and they stick to simply because they're uncomfortable with it. They stick to things like, like I was doing just cars or like nature, uh, architecture, things like that. Um, and I don't, I don't want to do that because there's such a huge market when it comes to people. And people will constantly um, want their pictures taken or want new pictures taken, especially as people change and people uh, age and, you know, time goes on. People want different pictures of things. And some of the people that want the most pictures the most often, models. People that are trying to get into the entertainment industry or like models are trying to model more, but, you know, for larger companies, things like that. And so that's something that I want to be able to confidently do and if someone ever messages me or asks me hey you know I have I am this person or I have this person is this something you could do and I know I can confidently say yes and not sit there and mull it over and wonder if I'm going to be able to produce a result at all so long story short I know I've been sitting here rambling on but that's the whole point of that pure pixel visuals it's just a way for me to branch out from things that's not just car related and not fill up, not um, dilute the gasoline and caffeine page with a bunch of random stuff that the people that follow that page don't really care to see. It's not that they don't like it or or they wish it didn't exist, but they're just like, that's not why I follow this page. Um, and I wanted it to be more professional. I didn't want it to just be some... That's the reason I changed my name because some people, um, some people might know, some people might not, but I used to run... Cameron Hageman photography. That was my business. And I was in the central Valley where I shoot. I was fairly large. I knew a lot of the people 
Um, and I had a Facebook page following with like 6,000, 7,000 followers, which isn't a lot in the grand scheme of things. But for the area, I was probably one of the largest. And I could go to any race and I knew people everywhere. People knew my name and people would stop and talk to me every single time I went. But that um, brand naming strategy of just using your name is, is overly done. It's not very creative. And I didn't want something tied to my name, not necessarily because I didn't, I was afraid of it becoming something I wasn't proud of. It had nothing to do with it. It was just because it was so common for people to just use their name. I wanted it to be something that I knew could be on its own. And it was, it didn't have anything to do with me necessarily. It was, it could be its own thing and people couldn't eventually, hopefully, you know, if I'm good enough at it, could recognize the name pure pixel visuals and they know nothing about the person behind it. So I, I know that kind of doesn't make sense as I'm saying it doesn't make sense, but it kind of makes sense. I don't, I, re, I really don't know how else to word it. That's just, that's what I was thinking when I wanted to create something else. It was also the professional, like the, the outward look of it, how it's uh, perceived by other people. Um, a lot of, because I asked a lot of people that were in similar like fields when it comes to graphic design and content creation about naming your photography, videography, whatever studio up with your name or creating a, a entirely unique name. And just about everybody was like, yeah, it works. It is something you can do. Um, and some people go a long way with it, but it, it, it tends to be much more successful and have a much more positive, um, perception from customers when you have a creative name that says something about the company rather than this is just the person that runs it. And so that's where it came from as well. And so I sat there and I, I messed with, I don't know how many names and logos and I don't know how long I sat there. And the, the friend I was talking about, his name is Javante. Um, I was talking about that has been helping me through this. I, I had to have bugged him for three days straight, just sending him names and logos and color palettes and all this stuff, like just trying to bounce something off him to get something. I, I He didn't need to 100% accept everything I sent him, but I needed some type of positive reaction to know which direction to go. And so what I ended up choosing, I don't, I don't think he 100% agreed with, but he did agree that, you know what, it's better than everything else you sent me. And so I tweaked some things and then that's what I ended up, that's what the logo is now. Um, and so that's, that's just why I decided to go, to go with that and go in that specific, uh, direction with naming it and the logo and everything. Um, so like I said, that's all it was. That's all I wanted it to be. Um, I hope it, it, it does become something decently, you know, recognizable and decently, um, uh, large, I guess. Um, around here anyway, it doesn't need to be a, it doesn't even need to be a statewide thing. Um, but it would just be cool to have something that's fairly recognizable within whatever industry I shoot in. You know, it would just be nice to, to, um, get to a point where my skills and, and my product is good enough for a lot of people to know the name and a lot of people to recommend it to other people looking for some type of, um, uh, digital media creator. Um, so that's really, that's really how it was. Uh, so yeah, that was really it. I, I know I've been rambling and I, I didn't really have this planned out. I didn't have like a script or anything in front of me. And most of the time when I record these, I'm just talking off the cuff. That's just how it works. Um, I've learned that if I sit here and try to follow a script or even a guideline, it's, it seems too forced and I don't, I don't know. I don't like it as much. I don't know how people perceive it, but I know that I, I don't like the product. I'm sitting there listening to it and I hate my voice I, and I end up just recording the whole thing over again. 
um, and then throwing the guide or the script away because I just feel like I sound better and I feel like it's um, not necessarily more entertaining. It just feels more natural because I don't want this to be like a like a scripted show or a scripted podcast that you hear every week that's you know pretty much the same every single week with the same format every single week. It's just a, I'm just one guy sitting in my little office, you know, with a microphone. That's it. It's just me. I'm just talking. Um, and I really don't want it to be any more than that. Um, you know, if it, if it ever gets to the point where it's big enough and I need to have guests or co-hosts or some shit sponsorships, I'll take that. Um, you know, we can revisit it and we can change adapt as necessary, but for now this is what it's going to be. Um, so that's it. That's really all I had to talk about. Um, there was other things I was going to talk about, like the new Mustang, um, the electric Challenger, things like that. There was some other stuff that I had lined up, uh, the new Z, um, but we'll talk about that another time. I wanted to talk about these two things today, and that's what I did. So, um, as I mentioned, uh, this is Gasoline and Caffeine. Um, I have an Instagram page. I'll leave a link in the show notes. That new page, if you're interested, and don't feel like you have to, Pure Pixel Visuals. Um, and like I said, I know the name's weird. I don't love it myself. You know, it might be a little cheesy to some. I don't really care. I just needed something that when I typed it into Google, I didn't have 6 million other results show up with similar names because a lot of the ones that I had before, there was just a ton of them. And so I needed to be a little bit different. Uh, and I knew that meant sacrificing the creativity that I wanted for the name that I actually wanted. So I was willing to make that sacrifice if it meant being slightly more unique with my business name. Um, business, I say business is not even really a business yet. Um, it's just a virtual page with two posts. Um, but that, I will leave a link to that page also in the show notes. Um, I'll leave a link to the Ken Block Wikipedia if you want to dive into, you know, his life a little bit more. I'm sure that there's better sources out there. Um, but obviously as I'm sitting here recording a podcast, I can't like watch a YouTube video. Um, and his death is, is recent enough to where there's not like documentaries or, or biopics or anything like that out yet. Um, I'm sure when those come out, they're going to be amazing and I'm sure they're going to get done because the guy was too big to not have something like that made about him. He just had too much of an impact on racing and motorsports and, and even cars in general to not have something like that made about him. So I'm sure when they come out, they'll be amazing. But like I said, sitting in front of you, you guys would hear it in the background with the microphone and it would just sound awful. So I just brought up his Wikipedia page to just kind of glance over, you know, his life, but I'll leave that link in there if you guys want to dive into it a little bit more. Um, and that, that's really it. I don't really have anything else to talk about today. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys stuck around and listened to my rambling uh, the entire episode, uh, if I look down on my clock, it says 40, almost 43 minutes recorded. Um, so that's, that's a long time. So thank you guys if you made it this long. My name's Cameron. This has been an episode of Gasoline and Caffeine. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you on the next one.